0: Good afternoon. This is Steve Van Cura with Bread of Life Bible Study. Uh, this is a 30-minute uh, recording dictation on the flesh. The flesh. Uh, the Bible has a lot to say about the flesh. So I'm going to open with prayer. Father God, I just thank you for your uh, life that you give us, Lord. And I thank you that man does not live by bread alone, but in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, Father. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. That means uh, from the Spirit. The Bible says, Holy men of old spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit, Father. The Holy Spirit not only gives Scripture, Father, but we cannot understand Scripture except by the Spirit of God. So so I ask you to open our hearts to receive, our minds to perceive and understand, our ears to hear, and our spiritual eyes to see what you would show us in the Scriptures today. We thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, remember that Adam and Eve were originally created perfect, okay, and in the image of God. And remember that God always, he will test uh, people. He will test every creature, including angels, to see if uh, they will submit to God uh, and obey his commandments. So uh, God throughout Scripture always tests every person and gives them an opportunity to choose to obey or not. Uh, Moses one time said, I call heaven and earth as a witness before you this day that I place before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Now choose life. So uh, there's two trees in the garden. One was the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which I I like to call the tree of death, and uh, the tree of uh, life. Okay, So... God told Adam and Eve that they could eat of the tree of life all they wanted, but he uh, specifically said do not eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil because the day that you eat thereof you will die. And uh, we know that the uh, serpent comes in, uh, the devil, and he tempts Eve. He deceives her. Uh, He uh, describes the tree of knowledge of good and evil as something good that uh, she should partake of because she could be like God and uh, knowing good and evil. But uh, of course, God had already told her, don't do it. And this is what the devil does. He will always reject the word of God, try to uh, add or subtract to it to deceive us into disobeying God. So, uh, God immediately, of course, knew that they had partaken of this tree, and in fact, they did die spiritually. So the uh, anointing of the of God, you should say, the Holy Spirit, on them uh, was gone. Okay, uh, God cannot live in an unclean body. So uh, Adam and Eve now were separated from God spiritually. Now, recall that there that God is. A just God, Bible describes something called justice, mercy, and grace. Justice, mercy, and grace. Now, uh, when you break a law, uh, justice is getting what you deserve, that you have to take the penalty for your disobedience, whether you are speeding, I mean, it doesn't matter. Uh, if you murder somebody, you might get um, a penalty of death, okay? Uh, now, God is the same way. He has laws, okay? And justice, all of those laws, there are penalties described for all of God's commandments. So justice is getting what you deserve. But God uh, loves his people. He loves the human race. So he always looks for a place to provide mercy. Mercy is simply not getting what you deserve. Now, grace, on the other hand, is the power of God or a blessing uh, given to a person way above and beyond simple mercy. All right. So now God had said the soul that sins must die. And he explained that the, uh, the penalty for sin is death. Okay. And without the uh, atoning blood, uh, the Bible says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but when Adam and Eve, knowing, knowing that eating of the tree of knowledge of good and evil would cause their death, they committed suicide. They literally committed suicide. That uh, when they partake of the uh, tree of knowledge of good and evil, uh, they were now condemned to death. Uh, they were dead spiritually immediately. And that would eventually lead to Um, a death physically, all right, starts a process of death, all right, now, uh, in a sense, they killed themselves, they murdered themselves, okay, now, the Bible says that the penalty for murder, uh, killing a person, is death, okay, so literally, Adam and Eve are under the penalty of death, because they, in a sense, committed suicide, partaking of that poison tree, okay, so uh, somebody God's justice is that somebody has to pay the penalty for the, for that those deaths, okay? And the penalty is death. So, but God can give mercy instead of justice by prov- uh, providing a substitute sacrifice to take the penalty for the sin of Adam and Eve. All right. So uh, God went out and he found two innocent animals. He killed those animals and shed their blood. Skinned them so that Adam and Eve could uh, uh, be clothed, in a sense, with the uh, you know skin or fur um, of two innocent animals, okay, and that would cover their nakedness, cover their sinfulness, and so they could stay in the presence of God, come into the presence of God, okay, because uh, God allowed. The animal to pay the penalty for their sin. All right. Now, this is a practice we see throughout the Scripture. We see uh, countless uh, sacrifices made in the Old Testament, a shedding of blood, and each of those were uh, were called atoning sacrifices because the individual. Hebrews or Israelites, uh, when they would sin and for them to maintain a relationship with God, uh, they would go through this process of uh, killing a lamb or a goat or an oxen, uh, etc. Uh, everybody thoroughly understood that the penalty for sin is death and without the the uh, shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. So uh, this concept uh, was very, very clear to God's people. Now, uh, one time Jesus said to the Pharisees, He said, How can you say anything good? Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. All right. And God said to the Pharisees, Ye are of your father, the devil. He was a liar and the father of lies. Jesus said, The thief, talking about the devil, comes not but to kill and steal and to destroy. So, uh, there, the Bible actually talks about two fathers. Two fathers. Uh, there's Father God. He's father of uh, those that are born again, uh, and there, uh, uh, the devil is father to those that are not born again. Okay, so there's basically the whole human race is either. Uh, a child of God or a child of the devil, a child of God or a child of de- of the devil. Now every human being, once you reach that age of accountability and you know what's right and wrong, uh, we disobey just like Adam and Eve did in the garden, and then we get that penalty of death. We become spiritually dead. All right. So um, then, so that was true of the Pharisees uh, that they uh course, of their pride and etc. cetera, uh, they were spiritually dead. All right, So that's why Jesus said, year of your father, the devil. In the book of Ephesians, the Bible describes all human beings that have not received Christ uh, for forgiveness of sins as the walking dead, the walking dead. Uh, so before you were born again, that's you. The, the devil was your father. And you were the walking dead, in a sense that you were separated from God. Okay, uh, That's why Jesus said you must be born again. Now, uh, the first time we're born, the Bible says, uh, we were born of Adam. Of course, Adam and Eve beget sons and daughters after their likeness. So the sin nature that they had was passed on to their progeny. All right. Now. That's why Jesus said, you must be born again. Now, the way we got into this world was we were born here. And the only way we can get into the kingdom of God, which is a spiritual kingdom, is also to be born of the Spirit. Okay, born of the Spirit. So these are explained somewhat more in detail in those previous lessons. Now, I'm just going to start reading a few uh, scriptures. Okay, Uh, it says... uh, The spirit, this is Matthew 26, 41. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Now, it's important to understand the flesh uh, is corrupted. Okay, so it cannot produce anything good. It cannot. Uh, You might say good deeds or something like that done by a person uh, might be considered good, but that's not the case. Okay, okay. Uh, God said there is none righteous of all the human beings on the earth except for Christ. He said there is none righteous, no not one, that the heart of man is desperately wicked. And of course human beings don't see themselves that way. We kind of, what Paul called, called measure ourselves by ourselves. In other words, there's a human standard of good and of evil. All right. So we look ourselves in the mirror and we say, well I I haven't killed anybody. I haven't you know, done what this guy did or that guy did, and therefore I'm pretty good shape. So, but uh, the Bible teaches that if you break even the tiniest stroke of the law, you've broken the whole law and you are a lawbreaker and therefore under the penalty of death, death, okay? And you are separated from God and there's no way you can be reunited with God unless God provides a substitute to pay the penalty for your sin. And of course, uh, the penalty uh, is death. So if, you if you're never born again and you die without being born again, then guess what? In all eternity, you're going to be separated from God. And everybody who follows the devil, that's because you are of your father the devil, then uh, that person, unfortunately, goes to hell. Okay. So uh, now that's why Jesus said, you must be born again. Now, this is a spiritual rebirth, a spiritual rebirth, and because the kingdom of God is spirit. All right? uh, Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Uh, and he then said, the kingdom of God is not visible, that you can point your finger and say, well, there it is, or here it is, or something like that. You can't see it with your natural eye. He said, no, the kingdom of God is within you. All right. Now, what is that? That's when Christ is is uh, born in your heart. All right. That you become what the Bible calls born again or born of a spirit. All right. So uh, and that's, of course, salvation provided by God because he provided a substitute uh, to die for the sins of all mankind. That's what John the Baptist meant when he saw Jesus coming uh, to the Jordan River where he, John the Baptist was baptizing people. And he said, uh, the, "He said, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. And he's talking about Jesus. All right. So uh, he, when he died on the cross and rose again from the dead, he had paid the penalty for every last sin done by mankind from The beginning to the end, and the whole history of mankind. The Bible says, "God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever would believe in Him would not perish but have everlasting life." So, uh, and the Bible says, "As many as received Him, to them gave He that life, the birth of Christ in them." Okay. Uh, Paul called this uh, Christ in you, the hope of glory. All right. So uh, now uh so that's when you're born again you're born of God the Father uh the first time you're born you are of your father the devil all right so uh but that being a sinful uh nature of, uh, from the devil now he, and then of course when you're born again your sins are forgiven your sins are forgiven and you're born of a new spirit uh and this uh, is the way it works uh You know, just like Mary was told that you're going to have a baby. And, uh, you know, you're going to, and that baby, of course, is Jesus. He shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. Uh, And uh, Mary said, well, how's that going to be? And, of course, the angel Gabriel had brought to her, given her a prophecy that that she was going to have this baby. And uh, so what she said, she believed it. And she confessed that uh, that she believed this this word. Uh, May it be unto me according to thy word, she said. All right. Now, the word of God is the seed of God. Back in the scriptures, multiple parables about the word of God call the word of God a seed. And the Greek word is actually sperma. Sperma. So the word of God is the sperm, in a sense, of the Father God. So when you receive the word of God, which, uh, like I said, is spiritual, all right, then the, the Holy Spirit uh, quickens that word, turns it into life. And just as Jesus was born of the word in Mary, so also Jesus then becomes uh, conceived in you, in, inside of you. Uh, the Bible says, "Anyone that hath not the Spirit of Christ is none of His." All right, so, so uh, the same way Mary uh, was given or conceived Jesus in her by believing the Word of God and saying out loud, she said, "May it be unto me according to Thy Word." That God does what He promised, and He uh, births that seed into uh, the, into Christ, Jesus, inside her. And uh, then that's the same thing It works for us. That's the same thing. When we believe the Word and uh, confess Jesus as Lord, uh, He's born again. He's born in our hearts, okay? That's our second birth, in a sense, okay? Now, I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, verse, starting with verse 42. And it says, talking about the resurrection of the dead, the resurrection of the dead. So this is a person who has lived a life down here on earth, and uh, then is buried because they die. They're died. They're dead. So their body died, and uh, but uh, Paul's talking about the resurrection of the dead. Okay. Now remember that the soul. I'm sorry. The flesh uh, is corrupted. Okay, the Bible says flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. It cannot uh, inherit the kingdom of God. Jesus did not come to save your body, to save your flesh. No, Uh, salvation will result uh, in receiving a new body. Okay, a new body, and that that happens at resurrection. Uh, Jesus said, uh, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And he who lives and believes in me will never die. So there's two categories of people here. Those that have already died, they're in the ground. Uh, When the trumpet sounds and Jesus comes back and there's a resurrection, uh, that's the first group. He said, he who believes in me will live even though he dies. So that's, that's talking about this resurrection. But the other group, it says, he who lives and believes in me will never die. So we're talking about the people who are alive and born again. When Jesus comes back, uh, they, they do not die. They're just instantly changed uh, their physical bodies into an incorruptible new body, a spiritual body. Okay, uh, so that's what he's saying. He who lives and believes in me will never die. All right, so... Uh, when Jesus one time was talking about his crucifixion, he said, unless a seed of corn falls into the ground, uh, it cannot produce after itself. It says he spoke that way of his uh, crucifixion, okay? Because uh, his, when he took hit the sins of the world on the cross, remember the penalty for sin is death, then he, he had to die, okay? Once he took the sins of the world on him, the Father put those sins on him uh, so that Jesus became the substitute sacrifice to pay the penalty so that God could give mercy. All right, so uh, that's what Jesus is talking about. Now, the whole Jesus is a seed, He's a seed. Uh, and, uh, you know, for God to have uh, lots of family, okay, uh, the family has to be born of Christ. The Bible says, we have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the living and abiding Word of God. Okay, so the first time you're born, born, uh, you're born of corruptible seed. That's Adam and Eve. All right. Now, but it says when you're born again, we're born of incorruptible seed by the living and abiding Word of God. Now, this because the Word of God is per- perfect. Okay. And, and so, but it, it's living. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So when we hear the gospel, and we receive it, uh, act on it in faith, uh, and then uh, we say, just like Mary did, may it be unto me according to thy word, and the Holy Spirit uh, quickens that word, and guess what? Then what is conceived in you uh, is Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Uh, and that's just exactly like Mary, Okay. So uh, then that's what Jesus was talking about, that he cannot produce after his kind unless that uh, just like a corn has to fall on the ground and and, uh, die in a sense to to produce more corn. Okay, and so if you plant a a corn in the field and and. you know, it's, it germinates and starts coming up. And let's just say you dig up the ground and you try to find that seed you first planted. Well, it's gone. You, you, you won't be able to find it because it changed, it changed uh, from that one seed into a plant that's going to produce many seeds. Now, uh, a lot of times the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil is uh, spoken uh, of like an apple, an apple. Now, I heard a saying one time, it says you can count the number of seeds in an apple, but you cannot possibly count the number of apples in a seed. All right. So when Jesus uh, rose from the dead, he becomes in a sense a seed. He is the word incarnate. Okay. So uh, remember the sower is the son of man. The seed is the word of God and the soil are the hearts of men. When the disciples asked about the uh, parable of the sower, uh, could you Lord, explain that to us. And uh, God or Jesus said, the um, sower, the guy that throws out the seed, is the Son of Man. The seed is the Word of God, and the soil are the hearts of men. Remember, Adam and Eve are made out of dirt. Dirt. So, in a sense, we, when we receive the seed, then um, it will produce a new life. And this time, the life instead of being uh, corruptible corrupt like Adam and Eve, it will be incorruptible. So that's what uh, we're talking about when it says, we have been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the living and abiding word of God. So um, when um, I'm going to continue to read on here from 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it says, the first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam, that's Jesus, became a life-giving spirit says the spiritual is not first, but the natural and afterwards the spiritual. All right? As we have been born uh, the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Uh, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does corruption inherit incorruption. Okay. So what we're talking about is, remember Jesus said, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he made a statement also, unless a man is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now, what is being born of water? Uh, that is actually going through the baptism process. And as we are uh, get water baptized, you're uh, basically immersed in the water. All right, And that is a picture of death. That's a picture of death and resurrection. Um, and then when you come up, uh, you're a, you, uh, that's when the new birth occurs. Okay, You're born the first time, corruptible, but you're born the second time, incorruptible. Mark said, it says, whoever believes and is baptized shall be saved. But he who does not believe shall be damned or condemned. All right, so uh, just confessing Jesus as Lord is one thing, but it has to be the Spirit of God in us that testifies to the life of His Son. Okay, And uh, the Word of God is alive. It's, uh, the Bible says it's the seed by which we can be born into the kingdom of God. So, uh, now, it says, My people perish for lack of knowledge. It's very important to understand these various scriptures so we can learn not only how we start our life in the kingdom of God, but how we continue on and grow in grace. Okay, When you're born the first time, of course, you're like a spiritual baby. But the Bible says, as newborn babes in Christ, desire ye the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. So the word of God is food. Remember, we what's our little... Website called, it's called the Bread of Life Bible Study. Man does not live by bread alone, but in every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. So uh, your physical body requires physical food. You, uh, I'm sure, probably eat three meals a day to keep your body going. But uh, if we only have one snack a week spiritually, then you're not going to be strong spiritually. You have to feed the inner man, the spirit, Uh, just as much or more uh, than you do the physical man. Uh, The Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart from thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then you will make your way prosperous, and you will have every success. So uh, the Word of God is the... the the food that comes down from heaven in a sense, okay? When you read the word, uh, God, remember um, Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life to those that find them. Uh, So the words bring life, but I have to receive them, act on them, be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self, okay? So uh, I didn't get a chance to read many scriptures here, but uh, this uh, discusses how... The flesh profiteth nothing, okay? Anything we do in our own strength uh, does not save you, okay? Uh, The Bible says we're saved by grace through faith, all right? We're saved by grace through faith. And as we act on the word, that, that requires faith. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So, uh, like I said, we're supposed to read the Word of God and meditate therein day and night. That's what uh, the Bible tells us. You literally, the, we get the Word in us, and then you can meditate and think about it, and then the Spirit of God in you begins to reveal, reveal the spiritual meaning. Remember we said the, the Word is given by the Spirit of God, and it must be understood or interpreted by the Spirit of God. Uh, Your own natural mind cannot understand uh, the things of God. The Bible says the natural man understands not the things of God. It says uh, he cannot know them because they're only spiritually discerned. All right. So uh, anyway, the flesh is the sin nature, the sin nature. Uh, I'm going to do one more lesson on the flesh here. And uh, so that'll uh, kind of explain a little more about the spirit man versus the natural man, the spiritual man and the natural man. So God bless you. Uh, Study the word. Go to those previous uh, lessons and learn some more. Uh, My people perish for lack of knowledge. All right. And we're only educated in the kingdom of God through the word of God. All right, God bless you.